Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Norman Thomas. These teachings are designed to empower you to live a higher quality of life. Take a few minutes to receive a deposit of godly wisdom for your day. For more information and more extended teachings from Dr. Thomas, visit normanthomas.org. Part of my responsibility in teaching is to raise, is to challenge your thinking and, and make an attempt to raise the level of your thinking to the level of the word. That's part of my responsibility. And so that's what I am attempting to do today. So I'm not necessarily interested in, in talking about things that, uh, just let me just take that first statement I just made right there. We need our thinking raised. Okay? Because the problems that we need to solve are on a level in which they require high levels of solutions. And high levels of solutions require high levels of thinking. And that high level of thinking is not intellect. It's not intellect. Education was never meant to be administrated without God. So now what we have is dark knowledge. But what, but what we want to do is, is get into revelation. Get into revelation. And that's the desire that we have here is to release revelation so that you cannot remain the same. You cannot remain the same. Okay? Now, I've been in environments where the word has been this way and, I've, and I have been provoked to the point of even having to press through being frustrated because what was being released, I, I didn't see myself there and wondered how I was going to get to that level. But what I have found over the years is that hanging out with the word raises you up. Yes. Amen? Amen? So all we got to do, there's no condemnation. Everybody say no condemnation. No all we got to do is, so since... There's no condemnation. We don't need to reject anything that the word gives us. We just receive it as a seed and grow up to it. Just grow up to it. Because there are no limits where God is concerned for any of us. Amen. So Matthew 16 and verse 16. It says, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Borjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Everybody say that. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. This was an answer that Peter gave, and it was right. It was different from the answer the other disciples gave. So let's go back to the question. The question was, who do men say that I am? And the answer was, some say that thou art Jeremiah, some say that you're one of the prophets, and so forth. And then Jesus asked the question, who do you say that I am? And what I love about Peter, he was always trying out the supernatural. He was always trying out the supernatural. 
He saw Jesus walking on water, and when they finally realized it was Jesus, he said, can I, can, I, can I come? Can I do that? Jesus says, come, Peter. He got out there, and he did it. He did it. He did it twice. Yeah, he sank in between the two times, but he did the right thing. He called out for help, and then he walked back on the water with Jesus. Now, that's good company to be in. So anyway, Peter, somebody would say Peter blurted out. He didn't blurt out. Because what came out of him what had been given to him by the Holy Spirit, and that's what we want. We want answers to come out of us that have been given to us by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus acknowledged this. He says, you did not get this by natural, intellectual, logical reasoning. That answer you just provided came from my Father. My Father in heaven gave you that answer. And the Father in heaven is still giving his children answers today. Next scripture. And I also say to you that you are Peter and upon this rock. What is this rock? Revelation. Everybody say revelation. revelation. What do you mean revelation? The revelation that he answered out of. And I say unto you, you're Peter and it is upon this rock. It is upon this revelation that I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Say that. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Say it again. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Against who? That's right. Because you are who? The church. Say, I am the church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against me. All right. Okay. Now, I don't want to show you how some of you are looking. So I'm not even going to do that, and I'm going to ignore you right now. I'm going to look to the people that are looking right. Amen. Because you got to be tired of struggling. And you got to be tired of experiencing failure. So your way out as a believer is to believe. And so when the word is being released, that is your answer. But all things are going to be possible to who? Those who believe. Say with me, the gates of hell shall not prevail. And the reason is because you have an edge as the church in its revelation. The message Bible says a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. So expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. The Amplified says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. Why? Because we're the church. Because we're the church. As a matter of fact, we're super church. I said we are super church. Yeah. 
You see, Yeah, that's who we are. Super church. Well, I thought, well, they got super foods. They, they got superman. Superwoman. Superstore. Superstar. Well, it's time for super church. Yeah. Say, I am super church. So, let me talk to you for a few minutes about Super Church, okay? Why are we Super Church? Because I'm not talking about within our own strength and ability. We're Super Church because of some things that we have, we have talked about over the last few weeks. Because number one, we are the light. And we're the light of this world. And that's you. You may be thinking, Pastor, you do not know what I'm going through right now. You have no idea of what I'm struggling with and the challenges that I'm facing. That, my friend, does not excuse you from being a part of Super Church. Okay? When you got born again, you got the T-shirt. <laughs> and you can't take it off. Okay? So now your job is to figure out how to use the power that God has given you to develop beyond your own personal issues so that you can be the solution to the world that God has intended you to be. So we're growing up outside of ourselves now. We're going to get past our own stuff. Because when God looks at you, he don't even see your stuff. Because he sees you delivered. He sees you whole. He sees you prosperous. He sees you healed. So you got to take on God's view Amen. of you yes. to rise above you yes. so that you can be what you have been created to be yes. to the world. Yes. Say, we are super church. We are super church. Matthew 15, no, Matthew 5, verse 14 in the Message Bible. Matthew 5, 14 in the Message Bible. It says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. That's what you're here to be. You're here to be light, and you're here to be bringing out the God colors in the world. When you walk into a space, when you walk into a room, when you walk into a family, when you walk into a corporation, when you join a business team, when you walk into any environment that you walk in, you bring God colors. You bring the light of God's kingdom into that arena. When you walk into that school, when you walk into that house, you bring God colors into that environment. And he says, God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city sitting on a hill. Next verse. Come on, let's flow. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. So all this stuff, I don't want to be noticed. I don't want to be seen. 
I don't want to be up front. You got to get used to being noticed, used to being seen, used to being up front because Jesus says, I'm making you the light of the world. Come on, receive it. Receive it. Receive it. And now that I put you there on the hilltop, on a light stand, all I need you to do, come on, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God and this generous Father in heaven completing God's law. Say, we are super church. And then in Romans chapter 12, in verse 2 in the Amplified Bible. Actually, in the Message Bible, please, I think. <laughs> Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it. Wow. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it. Now, when you fit in, nobody can distinguish you from the light without even thinking. You're fitting in without even thinking. Another way to say that, you're fitting in without even realizing it, that you've slipped into a camouflage. Instead, fix your attention on God, meaning stay focused on kingdom. You'll be changed from the inside out. Your transformation will happen. He says, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed, Maturity in you. Yes. Say, we are super church. We are super. And we are super church because we're the light. We're super church because we're not of this world. We are super church because we've been deployed. We've been deployed. In 2 Corinthians 5.20 in the Amplified Translation. 2 Corinthians 5.20 in the Amplified Translation he says, so, so what this means is that we are Christ's ambassadors. We're ambassadors of Christ. That'll make you comb your hair. I mean, that will make you shine your shoes. But if I don't have a revelation of that, I'll leave the house looking all kind of ways. I'll make a presentation with absolutely no excellence in it at all because I'm not even conscious of the fact I'm an ambassador. I'm a diplomatic official. I'm representing the kingdom of Almighty God. He says we are Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal, as it were, through us. God using you to make his appeal to the world. Even in the light of your difficulties, 
even in the light of your challenges, even because you're not exempt from that. Because where are we? In the world. We're in the earth. That's full of what? The curse. But you are here. Say, I'm here. I'm here. Super church is here. And super church is full of what? The light and the blessing. And everywhere the blessing goes, the curse has to shift. The curse has to move. The curse has to shift out of the way and decrease as the kingdom increases. So even when you have challenges and even when you're going through obstacles and adversity, use that as an opportunity to be an ambassador and allow the world to see you walk through that situation and have victory on your life. And they can say, well, if they can do it, I can. If she can do it, I can do it. If he can walk through that and still smile, I can walk through it and still smile. He says, God is making his appeal to the world as it were through you. We are Christ's personal representatives. Beg you for his sake to lay hold on divine favor. He says, please take on this favor that you have. Now that's being offered to you and be reconciled to God. So once I've been delivered out of darkness, according to Colossians 1.13, now I'm being tutored into royalty. The word is tutoring me into royalty. So if by receiving the word, you're not becoming more royal by the day, then your instruction may be faulty. If your instruction tells you that you're just a little old, insignificant, poor somebody, trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save everybody, there's something wrong with your instruction. Because this word is supposed to tutor you up into a royal mindset. And you have to get rid of poverty thinking, lack thinking, insufficiency thinking in order to walk in this. What you trying to say, Pastor? I'm trying to say you got to think rich. As a matter of fact, God told me, start preaching to rich people. I'm going to say it again. God told me, start preaching to rich people. And only people get mad with that are people that just won't, don't want, just don't, just will fight you to stay broke. This is not to bring any condemnation on anybody. It's to raise us up to the level of God's thinking. God don't see you poor. He never did. He never will. He don't see you struggling. He never did. He never will. When you pray to ask him to pay your electric bill, he don't even think about that because in his mind, he already did it. It's paid. It's paid. It's paid. It's paid. Well, if it's paid, well, it's because you can't see it. Because you're looking too hard at struggle. Yes, amen. amen. Say we are super church. We are super church. You're rich. Yes. You are rich. 
Don't make me press on this. You, you are rich. And it starts in your thinking. Amen. All right, let me move on. Because I want to stay right there. So we've been deployed. To be deployed is as to open a new branch. So that one's reach can be extended. When we are deployed, we've been organized and sent out to be used for deliberate purposes in an effort to spread a culture. And every one of us is a branch of the kingdom. So God will drop ideas in you. And when he drops these ideas, they're so big, your first reaction is to minimize it, to reduce it to the size of your reasoning capacity. Or to think of it in terms of a financial budget, one that represents your affordability. But the idea that God drops, and he drops it in you, it's not made to be shaved or to be carved down. It's made to be swallowed as a seed. He's not even asking you to do the idea. Even, he's, even Jesus says, my father does the work. So he's not asking you to do the idea. All he's asking you to just please receive it. Just, just let it fall. Just let it drop. Yes. Let me put it in your spirit. Yes. So, because once it gets in your spirit, yes. I, I can have it grow up. Amen. And whatever you thought was impossible before, the seed in your spirit will eradicate that doubt and unbelief. Yes. Because these are things that God will drop in your spirit. And then another level is to attempt to walk out on that idea, to, to do it, to make it happen. And and sometimes when you do that, it doesn't turn out the way you saw it when it dropped. It doesn't mature out the way you thought it should have, and you consider it a failure. Don't do that. Try it again. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't say, well, I guess that wasn't for me. No, you knew it was for you. I know there are some things that... But, but what Leon said was, when you know something is from God, it just won't leave you alone. It won't leave you alone. And so you may think, am I crazy for thinking this? Is this, am I, I what's, am I something wrong with me for thinking like this? No. It's just foreign to a normal way of thinking. But it's God trying to Plant heaven on the earth. It's God trying to release the culture of heaven into the earth. And everything about heaven is big. Everything about heaven is big. 
So there are no small ideas. There are no small plans. There are no small dreams when it comes to God dropping on you. When God drops inside of you, don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure out how you're going to pay for it, how you're going to do it. Just take it in and receive it. Let it speak back to you. Then you start speaking it out. And before you know it, down the road, you're going to see signs of that thing popping up around you because you took the seed. You just took the seed. So he's sending you out to represent his culture, his government. But you are not in this world to live on the level of the people that you've been dispatched to. You're not in this world to think on the level of the people that you've been dispatched to because you are going to live on the level of your government. That is the kingdom of God. That's what that is. So all your needs, all your wants, all your desires will be provided to you how? By the one who sent you. By the one who sent you. So somebody, God has planted the idea of an orphanage to build orphanages around the world. But how do I start? You start by receiving the orphanages inside. Lord, I thank you that you have called me to the motherless and fatherless children of the nations. Somebody say, well, you might as well just start on your block first. No, I'm going to hit the block on my way to the nations. God has perhaps even put in the hearts of people ideas to deal with the challenges of incarceration. And here's how we allow the world to mix their views in with God's agenda. We start listening to the cry of the world. And the cry of the world says that there's a disproportionate rate of African-American men in prison compared to any other race. And that's true. The cry of the world says that there is an attempt on the part of our government to purposely and intentionally incarcerate black men at, at an accelerated rate. There may be some truth to that. But God is not calling me to solve the problem of mass incarceration for black men. He's calling me to solve the problems of mass incarceration for all men. 
and while solving it for all men, black men will be benefited. Because this is not a worldly thing, this is a kingdom thing. I'm a, can I say something here? We have to be mindful of our participation with worldly social bandwagons. You are higher. And we're not called to help the world. We're called, we're, we, 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 we're not here to coexist with the world. We're here to dominate. We're here to, to operate at an entirely different level. So, so I know there are injustices, and I'm not negating that. I know things are happening that should not be happening to groups of people, including blacks, and, but any uh, other races as well. But my point is, you as a kingdom citizen, you have to operate on a higher level. Listen, I understand, but, but in the kingdom, most of what Jesus did, he did it with words. He did it with words. And the church, the church's most primary method of movement in the world is going to happen when we come together with words of the kingdom of God, with words of the spirit and shifts and shift the atmosphere of this demonic activity that's going on in our country. We're going to do it with words. We're going to do it by prayer. And we don't have to jump on social bandwagons. Black lives matter because with Jesus, all lives matter. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. Now, I know that don't hit right with everybody. But listen, I am trying to align myself with God. Of course, black lives matter. But so does white lives and any other life. Do you hear Jesus? Can you, you think Jesus would be doing that? I'm just asking. You think Jesus would be marching? With a poster? I'm just asking. Then why would I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Praise Jesus. You see, you see, listen. You are not black. You are not white. You are not Hispanic or Latino. You are spirit. That's what you are. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things become new. When God says let's make man, he didn't say let's make black man, white man, yellow man, red man. He says let's make man in our image. And God's image is spirit. God is a spirit. John for something. God is a spirit. You are a spirit. Now, I have an appreciation for this beautiful brown 
color. But this is not me. It's not me. It just happens to be the paint of the dirt. The color of the dirt. This ain't me. So this, this, is, the, this, is, this is the surface of the shell that he formed in Genesis 2-7. But I was created in Genesis 1-26. I was created in Genesis 1-26. So this is the color of the shell that he dropped my spirit in. But this doesn't have anything to do with who I am, what I can do, where I can go, how smart I am, or what I can have, and all these kinds of things. It only matters if you think it does. If you have enjoyed this time with Dr. Thomas, visit us online at normanthomas.org for more extended versions of these teachings. You may also learn where Dr. Thomas will be speaking at a location near you. Until next time, keep walking by faith.